Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here in Surprise Church in Canvas Lang, which is the funeral Mass uh, for the repose of the soul of Mary Morton. Welcome to her husband Neil, uh, to her brother Eddie, uh, to her daughters Maureen and Anne Marie, and sons Jared and John, and their spouses. Uh, and all the family members who are here with us and family friends too. As you will know, many people would have wished to have been here with you today on this day, but because of the restrictions, they are unable to be here with you, but they send you their love, their prayers and their great respect. After a long struggle with illness, uh, Mary passed away on the 12th of June. She showed great courage, as you will know, through her illness never complained, accepted everything, and with great patience and fortitude met everything as well. She was a woman of exceptional gentleness. She was a woman with a great kindly spirit. She had such a pleasant nature, and she was a transparently good person. Today we've gathered here in this church uh, to thank God for her good, kind, generous, and loving life. We are so thankful for that life which has been full of grace and has touched all of our lives. She'll never be forgotten by all of us who have been family and family friends. We will never forget this exceptional woman. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Mary, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. A reading from the letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another, since love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been begotten by God and knows God. And anyone who fails to love can never have known him, because God is love. 
God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only son so that we could have life through him. And this is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us. My dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. And no one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. So be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, 
I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. If I have all the gifts of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are, and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains, but without love, then I am nothing at all. And if I give away all that I possess piece by piece, and if I even let them uh, take my body to burn it, but without love, it will do me no, no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. May I invite you please to stand. you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I've gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am, you may be too, and you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Please sit down for a moment. Mary died quietly through the night and into the morning of the 12th of June. It was the end, as you all know, of a long illness that lasted many years and that gradually saw her become more infirm and eventually bedridden. You'd have thought in such a situation that she would have been overwhelmed, but not Mary. Throughout her illness, she remained positive, strong, resilient, Anyone physically stronger than her would have been beaten by such an illness, but not Mary. She was amazing, had amazing inner strength, 
and with the help of others, she coped remarkably well, ate well, slept well, and faced each day, each new day, with great courage. Despite the waves of illness that lashed her, she seemed to have an ability to bounce back, to be well again when others thought that she could not possibly recover. Those last uh, weeks and months uh, took their toll, and eventually she had nothing left. She died peacefully in her sleep. In that moment, the Lord said she could lay the cross of sufferings to the side. She carried it long enough, and she could now be at rest. It goes without saying, and, and you will know this yourself, that Mary herself had great faith, and it meant everything to her. It was a faith that she'd kept from her earliest days. Her prayers, her devotions, her mass, her communion meant everything to her. And while others might struggle, for her the love of God itself, which we hear in the reading of today's Mass, was always the same. It was a firm reality in her life. And as the years passed by, that faith itself deepened. And even when illness and infirmity came, that belief didn't diminish, but in actual fact got stronger. She drew great strength from her faith in these times of her own illness. And she offered up the illness and all her sufferings that came with it. I'm absolutely convinced as a parish priest that she was a saintly woman and a woman of exceptional degree of holiness. Today she would be pleased that her body is here in this church placed near the altar and the Mass itself is being said for her. For the Mass itself meant everything to her in her life. One of the great pains that she endured was not being able to be present here at Mass and longed over many months to be back at Mass, which simply was not possible. In her heart she kept the faith burning brightly that had been given to her in baptism. Nothing could extinguish it or make it dim. It burned brightly to the end. The Gospel of Mass uh, today speaks of the end which our faith looks forward. And Jesus speaks of it in terms of like a home, a house in which there are many rooms, rooms of plenty, rooms for all. And he speaks of it like a homecoming in which we will be assured of a place. Mary herself never lose lost sight of that ending which she hoped and trusted in. And there is no other place that we can imagine her to be but the Father's house, a place of light and peace where all journeys of life end. She will be most assuredly in that place for the door will swing open, the table will be set and her place is assured. Just a few words uh, about Mary's life uh, to share with you today. She was born on the 12th of October 1931. Her name, Mary Frances Leishman. Her parents, Mary and James Leishman. Her brothers, James and Edward. She was brought up in the east end of the city, attended the local school there, uh, St Mary's. By all accounts, she loved to dance and would, like most of the young girls and young women, go to the local dance clubs of the time. 
took up in her young days a job in the buses or as it was in those days, the trams, as a cuppy in Ruby Street uh, Depot and met Eugene Leonard. They went out and got married in 1953. Family, of course, were to follow, Maureen and Anne-Marie and Gerard and John. Sadly, they were to lose Eugene. He died at the early age of 49. The family lived in Glasgow in the east end of the city and, of course, here in Cambus Lang. She was, live, she was able to live herself, though, to see grandchildren and great-grandchildren born, Pamela and Mark and James and Louise and Gerard and Kelly and Lee and Megan and Lewis and Leila. In her life, she had an assortment of jobs, worked at Woolworths and at Beefeaters, and even for a time she was a housekeeper at St Mary's Church in the Calton. She counted herself to have been very fortunate to meet Neil, and they had been married for 36 years. They had a very good and happy married life together. They were always in one another's company and were very devoted to each other. Where you saw one, you always saw the other. They were never separated. In times gone by, they were always to be seen in the area walking, and in other times, more recently, Neil pushing Mary in the wheelchair. All their time was spent together, here in the church or at home, watching TV together. And Neil himself has been an exceptional husband to Mary, watching over her, looking after her in illness, when the illness itself took hold. In life it's true, isn't it? You meet exceptional people, people who stand out of the crowd. And I want to tell you that Mary herself was certainly one of those people. She was gentle and kind and good-hearted. You could never know someone, how someone could bear such an illness for such a long time, with such good grace, and be so uncomplaining. She had something which is hard to put your finger on it, she certainly had the grace of God. It shone out of her. Today we will rest her, we will lay her to rest in the cemetery, and today we've come to this place to say prayers for her. She was, as I've said to you, a person that was exceptional. Neil and the family are very proud of her, and quite rightly too. We have no fears for her today. She is at rest after the long struggle of these years. Today we count the blessings that have come to us through her life. Many blessings, perhaps, and too many to be counted. May God grant her peace, and may he richly reward her for all the goodness that she has shown to us in our lives. of breath. 
pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these sacrificial offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant Mary, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for it's at your summons that we come to birth, at your w- by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return on account of sin to that earth from which we came. And when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the company of the angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 O Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Please be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what did you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Mary, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, 
All glory and honour is yours forever and ever. May we invite you please to stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Just a wee word with, about receiving communion today instead of coming forward as you normally would do. I invite you just to, if you'd like to receive communion, just to stand in your place to put your hands to receive communion. Uh, we're not allowed to give it uh, communion on the tongue just now, so uh, just to receive it in your hands. Um, if you'd like instead to receive a blessing, then again just to stand uh, and to place your hand on your breast and as I pass by I'll give you a blessing. If you don't want to receive Holy Communion uh, today, or don't want to receive a blessing, then just simply remain seated at this time. So, if you'd like to receive Holy Communion or a blessing, please stand now.
stand. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that strengthened by it, our dear sister Mary, we come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever.
greatest day.